If you're a small business in 2020, the struggle is real. According to Facebook's State of Small Business Report, 31% of small businesses and 52% of personal businesses have stopped operating because of COVID-19. In today's episode of Social PR Secrets, I catch up with Andrew Seeley. He is the co-founder of an agency called Creatively Disruptive, and they specialize in catering to helping small businesses get back on track, whether it's using Facebook ads or Google ads or something customized for each individual business. Andrew Seeley shares all of his social PR secrets on how small businesses can survive during the pandemic and beyond. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Social PR Secrets, and I'm happy to introduce Andy Seeley today. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lisa? Good, good. So Andy is um, the CEO of Creatively Disruptives, and his tagline is he is the small business champion. So Andy, in this day and age right now, small businesses are really struggling, and I'm so excited to talk to you today about your insights and tips on how we can help small businesses in their digital marketing. Great. Um, Yeah, small business. I think small businesses, uh, prior to even now, is the engine room of the economy, right? It's where where hopes and dreams are made. It's where um, finances are built. It's where it drives the the economy as a greater, um, you know, as a greater entity along. Um, and when small business does well, uh, the country and the world seems right. And when small business struggles, uh, the country and the world seems wrong. And right now, I think um, there's a lot of struggle out there. Uh, we work with about 70 to 80 small business owners uh, right now directly running their marketing and so forth. And um, there's a lot of hurt. Um, and what we're seeing though are small businesses that are surviving or actually thriving some are actually thriving if you can believe it right now um, are ones that are being flexible and thoughtful and doing things that are maybe things that are a little bit uncomfortable to them mainly because they didn't used to do them so the the open-mindedness of the small business owner um, the willingness to try and listen and learn uh, seems to be a, a pretty significant characteristic uh, for success and actually getting through this rough period right now. I agree. And I actually attended, I covered um, Inbound 2020 this week. And one of the underlying themes was just how small business or whatever size business you are, if you have the mindset that we're going to eventually be going back to the way things were in 2019, you're not going to survive. Like right. we're not ever going back to 2019. So the ones that are waiting for that to happen are probably the ones that aren't going to, you know. And I, I would even throw out there that even if we do get back to 2019, um, we're not, you won't survive because we're, what we were doing in 2019 won't get you through to the, to the good times, whether it's different or the same. Right. Exactly. So we've had to reinvent and really kind of think out of the box this year, um, regardless of what size business, but especially small businesses where they um, really depended on, you know, street traffic or, you know, just different, you know, 
different times. So what are some, what are you seeing as a, what are some of the successes that you're seeing that other small businesses can learn from? Well, I mean, I'll give you, we, we, we work with a lot of different kinds of small businesses from restaurants. We, we're working with a number of restaurants. I always like to choose the, the underdog that's getting their butt handed to them. Uh, it seems to be the way I, we always work is, you know, we, we, we sympathize for the underdog. We try to work with them. So we're working with restaurants. We're working with gymnastics gyms, uh, swim schools, dance schools. We work, we've got uh, small business restoration companies and construction firms and so forth that we work with. We work, I mean, basically, if you're a small business owner, we probably work with somebody similar to you. Um, and, you know, some of the real successes, you know, we, we had one, we're seeing, you know, and obviously there's, there's the e-com side, which is a whole separate thing which never saw any downside that this, this uh, pandemic hit and that just went crazy. They're, they're just making a lot of money. They, they've actually, the pandemic has been good for the e-com clients that we have, but the small business brick and mortars, um, one really great success story that, that we've recently learned of actually, that uh, we uh, is actually a gymnastics gym that um, obviously they were closed down there's been major restrictions on that kind of uh, entity, right? You know, kids and stuff together and, you know, they, they get jumped into the same thing as schools and gyms and things. And those have been finding it difficult to open. But this gym has opened and what they did, which was very different was, and this is, I think, very different across the board for all small businesses, that they doubled down on their lead generation to drive more business and interest in their business. So they, they hired us and we're driving a lot of interest to them. Um, and leads to them. Um, but what they did that was really different is that what they went out and hired a really gun full-time salesperson, which is very unusual for the gymnastics industry. Like to actually, they usually spend all their money on coaches and all that back-end stuff in their programs, but they actually went out and hired a really high top performing salesperson that happened to lose their job during the pandemic. Um, so they utilized what happened, was able to pick up a really good um, performer in the sales realm. That mixed with the lead generation that we're doing for them um, has, they're, they're performing like amazingly well. They're signing up, you know, 50 to 60 kids a month where they used to generally sign up five to 10. Um, and, you know, when you lose 80% of your client base, if you want to bounce back quickly, you need to be signing up 80, you know, 50, you know, a month. And, you know, I would say what they did, which was different was that they doubled down on their marketing and they doubled down on their sales. And yeah. I, I think that's a mistake that um, a lot of businesses make is that they'll invest heavily in the lead generation and they get all these leads, but then there's really not the support to follow up on the absolutely. sales side. And, you know, then that disconnect leads to, well, these leads, you know, were, were wasted and never followed up or they weren't, they were considered not good leads because nobody followed up. Right. And, you know, we hear it all the time. We'll, we'll, we'll run lead gen campaigns. You know, we have a number of uh, kids activity type businesses that we work with and it's all the same audience, it's all the same stuff. And that you'll hear one, one organization say these leads aren't good and another organization say these leads are amazing. And it's not really the leads, it's what they're doing with them. And um, so, you know, going back to that, that organization that's doing really well, she actually thought this through and was like, I need to do something different. Um, and I need 
you know, one of the biggest challenges that I think most small businesses, retail, you know, membership based like gyms and so forth, um, you know, are having is that lack of confidence that the public have with, with being involved with different organizations that they used to not even think about, but they're con concerned, is it safe to go here? Is it safe to go there? So you can't just put the word out and say, hey, come and do business with me, sorry. Um, you've actually got to, you got to talk to them. You've you got have to, to do the, out the outreach, like right? You would call it outreach. Absolutely. And you've got yeah. to put a little bit more into it. It'll be a little bit more connected. Um, and you know, one of the things that I'd say to most small business that are up, is out there too is never before in human history has this happened to us, but also never before in human history. Well, I guess there has been pandemics before, but never before in human history have we had social media, Google, and the online platforms that have actually really leveled the playing field for small business. So small business, to some degree, can outperform mega corporations because mega corporations are like the Titanic that takes forever for them to turn and change. Um, small business can be quite dynamic and agile and make changes quickly to take advantage of what's going on. And you know, Facebook, especially um, Google, definitely um, kind of like levels that playing field out. And um, because of the nature of the algorithms, you can actually target segments of the population that aren't being as affected by the negative stuff that's going on in society. So, you know, back in the day, like if you go way back to the 20s and, you know, the Great, Great, Great Depression, 80% of the population wasn't affected by you know, maybe 70% of the population wasn't affected financially directly by the Great Reset, uh, Depression. What happened was this: that 70% maybe lost some confidence and kept their money a little bit more, but it was really 30% that was getting absolutely smashed, right? Um, fast forward to today, let's say a similar thing happens you know, percentage of population-wise. Google, Facebook allows us to target that 70% and then work on their confidence and win their business. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, and then, and then in keeping that economy rolling, hopefully it makes it a lot less of a major downturn and turns us around a lot quicker. And I think we're seeing with the economy right now that the, there's definitely a V-shaped curve that is happening. If there's nothing scary that happens, you know, with the virus that sets us back, I think we'll continue having that V-shaped curve. Um, and I think things are looking good. And I think a lot of that has to do with technology. Everybody moans and groans about these platforms politically, but I think from a population standpoint, from an everyman standpoint, it's a very level, it's a leveler. Um, my ability to reach my target audience is even to Walmart or, you know, IBM or, you know, Apple. Yeah. Can you walk us through each channel and just give maybe a couple examples of how small businesses can, can, um, can use, for example, Google, Facebook, and, and, and what you're doing? Well, one thing, you know, if you're in retail, um, I, you might be missing, if you don't get onto it right now, you're going to miss the opportunity. It's going to be, you'd need to get onto this now. And that is this coming Christmas season is going to be online. Right. Um, uh, the, the, there's going to be more shoppers than ever. Like I'm talking, what is a magnitude more searching for Christmas presents for loved ones online rather than, you know, Black Friday, you know, shoulder to shoulder, fighting it out in target stores. Um, I mean, there's, there's going to be some people that are still out shopping, 
But I think the majority of the shopping is going to be online. And I think small business must have, if they're retail, must have an e-commerce part to their organization. Um, it's never been easier to do it. Um, it's never been easier to have some success. Uh, and there's a lot of people that can do it. So the one thing I would say right now, and obviously we've got a small window of opportunity. We've got three months before go Christmas and it's really starting now. Um, is if you're a retail outlet of some sort, um, you really should have some kind of e-commerce option to your business. You shouldn't just sit there and wait for people to come into your strip mall or, or your, your indoor mall, whatever you're at. Um, the other part of it, I think, is um, having a, a, a well-thought-out strategy to reach your target community, right? So don't try to just throw it out to the world and just see what happens. Be targeted and thoughtful about it. You know, most small businesses, they are catering to a community, a town, city. They don't need to create you know, target to everybody. One of the biggest mistakes that we see when, let's say, there's a small business that comes to us and says, I've got, you know, we tried to do what you said, which is a, have an e-commerce store, and we've tried some marketing. They haven't, like, they haven't localized their targeting, right? Um, now, with e-commerce, obviously, we can reach out to the whole country, but there's a lot of competition there as well. Um, you know, what we, what we highly recommend is that you get a little bit more closer to home um, and really target close to home so you can get that foot traffic coming through. Um, it's a lot cheaper, especially on Google, to you know, do surprise, like let's say you know, I live in Surprise, Arizona. So you know, instead of me got doing like diamond rings as my keyword for Google across the United States, which you know, there's, I'm, I'm up against Jared's and K's and everything, right? I might do diamond rings, surprise Arizona, and I'm going to get a lot more results from being a little bit more localized um, for that. Even from an, even from an e-com standpoint, we've got a couple of e-com clients that we actually are nationwide, but they're going after localized keywords because um, it's a bit cheaper um, and a little bit easier to do it. But definitely if you want that, that foot traffic as well, there's nothing wrong with large, you know, you know and obviously Facebook is another set of, Algorithm and algorithms and audiences that you're trying to build. That's more about audiences and, and putting out good content. Um, I would say, actually, stepping back, one thing that I think um, our successful e-com brands are doing that are still small businesses, they're just selling online. Um, the really successful ones are doing wonderful content generation um, and very committed to it. Um, yeah, we have a couple that are doing quite funny, like they've gone down the humorous route and that works really well. Um, one is a chicken feeding company. So there's all sorts of funny things you can do with chickens. Um, and then we have another one that's a, a tea, kind of like a spiritual tea company, but they do, I mean, literally their tea is wonderful. If I get a chance, Lisa, I'll send you some tea if you like some tea. It's amazing tea. Yes. But she surrounds it with um, really great spiritual kind of like, you know, mantra type oh, content. Nice. And for her audience, it's perfect. Um, and she's, she's gone from um, about $5,000 of revenue um, in January to 250,000 in revenue in wow. September. And she's recently just told us that she wants half a million <laughs> revenue. <a month. laughs> but there's no reason for her to do it because she's really acing all that, all those points that she needs to do it. She's doing a really good job. I think with small businesses, um, you know, I hear this a lot when they speaking at different conferences that small businesses are, they get frustrated with Facebook and they don't, they seem to not be able to get results 
from Facebook. And mm -hmm. I think part of that is Facebook has become super complicated and you can't just jump into ad manager and start running your own ads. So I'd like to talk about the importance of investing in an expert like yourself, um, where you're, sur you're servicing small businesses. It's not like you're charging Fortune 500 types of fees for small right. businesses. Right. Um, and then I also want to talk about, you know, you have the do-it-yourself class available, but let's just talk about Facebook for a few minutes and, and how to overcome Facebook frustration. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, and this is the thing, right? We, we just did a, uh, we, we do a thing called a result action plan for any small business that we first start working with. And it's basically a 30 day total audit and then action plan of what needs to happen to hit the goals. It's not based on what their budget is. It's based on what their goals are. And it's about a 30 page document. We just did one with a, a local acupuncturist who's been quite successful and he has multiple locations. Um, and he, when we first spoke to him, he said, oh yeah, we don't want to use Facebook because it doesn't work. And I'm like, well, I will tell you this, it's, you know, Facebook is a hundred billion dollar company and they have hundreds of billions of dollars of revenue. Um, you know, I would suggest that that's not happening because it doesn't work. I would suggest that maybe you were struggling with figuring out how it works. One of the problems with Facebook is that they make it very easy for you to spend money with it. Very mm -hmm. easy to get involved and put an ad up. It's very difficult to get a result. And a lot of times what people forget about is that you've got to warm up an audience, right? It's like, well, you understand this in PR. There's, there's, you've got to warm up. You've got to like say, hey, one, I exist. Hello, I, I do exist. But then you've got to warm them up. You've got to go, okay, well, now that I know you exist, why should I care? Why should I keep? And you got to warm them up and warm them up and then it get them to purchase. And we actually have, you know, uh, you know, we have an awareness level when we're working through our clients, consideration level, kind of like education, then a retargeting and purchasing level, and then a loyalty level. When, and, and each of those levels are different stages that people go through. So if you're in the retargeting level, if you're in the, um, you know, consideration level, you've gone through the level above. Um, and you've taken some action and we know where you're at. So it's like a very data-driven process of, of, of bringing the audience from, I don't know who you are, all the way through to, oh, I really love what you guys do. I want to buy. I want to be part of this. I want to buy it. And there's a process to it, right? And most small businesses forget about that and they spend all their time in awareness. All they're trying to do is get more people to see their stuff, but they're not actually putting any effort into explaining why people should care. Um, and that's what, you know, pretty much ultimately the difference is when we're working through um, with clients is that process of how to build up that, that care. It takes a little bit of time and um, there's a lot of testing. Um, and I've got to say that if I ran an ad and it didn't work um, and I gave up, we would not have the success that we had because we have a lot of failure. But that is part of the process, right? You test things, you, you start off with assumptions and then you go down to data and the data starts telling you this is working and that's not working and you, you work through it. So that's why actually utilizing an expert team that can, that's done it and, and knows it and maybe has, has a bunch of failures under their belt already can help you avoid those failures and actually save you money, even though you might be paying them a, a certain amount of money to, to do this for you, you'll actually end up saving money, right? Because they'll actually get you the results. And, no one should work with a company like ours unless they ultimately make profit. So it's not a utility bill. It's an investment. Um, 
And, you know, a good organization that is doing a good job should get results in a not, you know, in, in, a, in a pretty decent amount of time, unless you're a brand new business that no one's ever heard about. And, you know, you're launching for the first time, you know, we've got some clients like that that are doing quite well now, but in the beginning, it might've taken a year for us to get them up and running because no one even knew that they existed. They were just a product. We had to build out their websites. We had to build out their social media. We used to start getting following and so forth. But if you've been in business for any period of time, usually you can get results um, reasonably in a reasonably quick period of time. Um, and we, and, and especially with small business, even though there's a million different little types of small businesses, there's kind of like a formula that works with all of them. And uh, we've kind of cracked that a little bit. And that's why we decided to build the, you, you mentioned the online small business uh, academy, because uh, we kind of cracked that and we kind of want to help small businesses be able to do it. Ultimately, you end up hiring us because we are immersed in this. We're constantly learning. We are, you know, you become part of all of our clients instead of just trying to figure it out by yourself. Um, and um, typically you're going to have much more consistent long-term results than if you try it by yourself. Plus I'm guessing you might have a business to run um, and you might not have time to actually do what you need to do. I think that might be one of, it is one of the fears for small businesses. My family owns a, a restaurant in Chicago and, you know, when you're a restaurant owner, you're, you know, it's 24 seven, you know, when you're not sleeping, you're at the restaurant. Yep. And I think that, you know, a fear that, that, that small businesses have is they're not going to have enough time to, to deal with, um, you know, if they hire an agency like yours, that they're afraid that they're not going to be able to, to, to provide or make time for, for what you need. And I think that that's, you know, yes, they need to make time, but it's not going to be the huge time, time commitment or time suck that they think it's going to be. Right. I mean, I, we live on, if I'm honest, we, our, the way we operate as a company is we help, right? So we'll help everybody. Uh, we have two groups uh, for, for niches. One is kids activity niche and one is the restaurant niche. And it's a group or Facebook group where restaurants can join, uh, kids activity centers can join and they can learn and we give them everything. We don't hold anything back. There's not like the secret sauce that we just keep to ourselves. And if they want to actually do really well, they need to work with us. We actually give them everything. Um, because my philosophy is if you're a DIYer, you're a DIYer. You're going to try and do it yourself anyway. And there's no element of selling that I can do to kind of convince you to try not to do it yourself. But there's a million people like me who doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it myself. I want, if, you, if you're an expert, I want you to do it. I'm going to stick in my area of genius and I'm going to do that really well. And I'm going to hire in geniuses that, that are good at other areas and I'll let them take care of my part in that area. Um, and we live on the fact that our, all of our clients, they don't want to do it. They're just not interested. They could learn it. It's not like it's rocket science. Um, you know, it's technical, it's difficult and it's ever changing, which is frustrating, but most intelligent people could try and figure it out, but it would be a semi full-time job to do it. Right. Most of our clients don't want to do it. They want to do their business. They want to run their business. They want to, you know, be coaching gymnastics. They want to be, you know, you know, um, cooking food. They want to be, you know, fixing houses. They want to be doing, you know, all the things that they do, producing chicken feeders. <laughs> you know, they want to be doing all these fun things. Um, 
and you know not sitting in facebook ad manager or google you know a google account trying to figure out you know how to squeeze a couple of dollars out of something so um and we live on that so typically we give all the information out and people see that we know our stuff and then they come and work with us and it's been a really good process and philosophy for us and we tend to attract rather than you know we're not out there chasing people we tend to get a lot of people just reaching out to us and going, hey, I've seen how you guys operate. We really enjoyed our kids activity center group has, you know, I think it's two and a half thousand business owners. Um, our restaurant group is very new. I think we're up to a couple of hundred. Um, but I, I will say right now, you know, restaurants is a niche, large niche, powerful niche. All of us go to restaurants. Most of us go to restaurants. It, whether it's McDonald's restaurant or a high-end, you know, Michelin star restaurant, it's a big part of American life and culture. They're hurting really badly. You know, I think estimates are up to 30% of American restaurants won't exist probably in six months, um, yeah. possibly even more than that. Um, the two restaurants that are working with us are killing it now in there with what we're doing for them. Um, and they're both in California. So they're not, they're working under some serious restrictions, but their takeout orders are through the roof and their outdoor dining, the little bit that they can do is doing really well. Um, and I believe if we weren't working with them, they might be edging towards being part of a 30 that won't reopen or more. Um, restaurants as a industry have been, you know, typically it's been, a, I'll open the doors, make good food and people will come. I'll build it and, and they will come kind of attitude. I don't think that flies anymore. And I think even if you do that and you do do well, you could be doing orders of magnitude better if you utilize social media and Google and so forth well. I think the example that you used, I was thinking of my family restaurant when you used the example of the, um, the gym that um, – doubled down on, on lead gen and then also invested in a salesperson to follow up. I think a restaurant of any size could do that um, from a catering standpoint. So yep. lead gen for, I mean, catering now is at, you know, catering for dinner, you know, catering yep. for, um, you know, weekend little get togethers. And I just feel like um, everybody is, you know, somewhat still stuck at home and that would be a really good opportunity for, for restaurants to invest like that. I always think, Lisa, that like these things happen, right? We've lost 200,000 Americans. Um, there's 320 million of us. So most of us are still alive. Most of us actually still have money. Um, there's lots of opportunity, but we have to think outside of the box. And you cannot sit there by yourself and try to figure out everything. You've got to get professionals. You've got to search for help. You've got to talk to people. You got to get involved with groups. You've got to hire some experts. Yeah. Um, if you're serious about your business, if it's a pretend hobby business, then maybe you just like shut it down for a little bit and hopefully you earn some money somewhere else. But if it's a if it's your family business that that, that funds your family, that that pays the bills, that has been around for years there's lots of things that you can do and you should do and it might be a bit uncomfortable but you can actually do well and, and to a degree possibly even really prosper definitely and that's what i love about your small business academy so let's talk about that because okay. i mean we have a lot more time on our hands just you know being at home more and if you're a small business owner a restaurant owner you know and you want to just you know 
kind of sharpen your skills a little bit and explore, dip your toe in the water? What, what is your, what are you offering in your small business academy? So to begin with, I'll, I'll tell you where it kind of like came from. We actually built a platform for our staff to learn. So it was a, it was really an internal um, course. That, and, and we have a philosophy that we hire interns and we train them up because uh, one, you know, I'm, I'm not always, I've not always been impressed with hiring in people who say they know what they're doing and we pay them loads of money and we find out that they don't and it costs us a lot of money. Um, and oftentimes, um, unfortunately, college doesn't actually teach the skills that we need them to have in college because it changes so often. So we have a philosophy of bringing in terms young people that know what they that, that have a lot of get up and go and, and want to learn. And we actually built this course out to train them on how to use Facebook, how to use Google, how to drive businesses to their lead generation, how to you know, do all the things that, that small businesses need to basically build so they can then use that and we then they become a, a useful um, part of our business um, and they go back to that, that train, that, uh, that um, course to, for, as a resource. So they're not always bothering Russell or me or some of the other senior staff. They can actually just go in and say, okay, how do I do this again? Okay, I'll just watch this video and I'll figure it out. So we actually saw that that works really, really well. And Russell and I, my partner, were talking and saying, okay, maybe we can just repurpose this and just um, reskin it and just give it out, just just sell it or, 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 or put it out into the universe so small businesses can actually benefit, benefit from it too. Because again, you know, it, it goes with our philosophy of DIY. We're not going to fight against the DIYers. In fact, let's embrace them, right? Um, if you're a DIYer, you just need some more support and more help um, and we can help you do a little bit better and then if you decide ah oh, I don't want to do this maybe you'll call us and we'll actually just work with you and do it for you so the genesis of it came from um, a training tool for our, internally for our staff and then we switched it over into being a tool for a small business owner who wants to learn and it's basically everything step by step from the smallest your know, simplest thing all the way through to a lot more complicated techniques and, and, and ways. The good news is, is that it's not rocket science, right? I, I want, I think people are sometimes intimidated by it. It's really not. There's just lots of little things, right? I, I used to say to people that, you know, building out a good funnel is like, you know, you start off with a colander and you're slowly filling in all the holes in the colander. And then you leave one hole at the bottom. And the whole idea is that you get it out <laughs> I like one that. hole, right? And that's basically what this is, is about making sure that you've got all the little moving parts just right. So you get the result at the end. And it's, it's a step-by-step -step program broken up into lots of different um, segments um, to help people learn and understand why things go. Now, I actually highly recommend that every small business should do it because obviously I want every small business owner in the United States to buy our course. But the reality is um, even if you want to hire us, it's a very good thing to know what we're doing so you can hold us accountable or if you've got another agency to actually have some idea of what that agency is doing um, is good for you as a small, make you feel more confident when they ask for, you know, scaling budget. Right. Um, it'll make you more uh, less susceptible for those that aren't maybe as good as they say they are. So you can question them and see what's going on. Um, so even if it's not, even if it's not something that you're actually going to do as part of your business, um, it's very good for you to know, because if I'm honest with you, this is where small business marketing should be. I don't, I don't see it as TV, don't see it as print, 
newspaper and radio, which is where small business used to spend some of their money. Small business really should be spending money online. Um, every single dollar is accountable. Um, and, you know, as a small business owner myself, you know, multiple times and now, I mean, creatively disruptive is arguably a small business as well. Um, you know, I want to make sure every single penny is being spent and I want to have it justified so I can look at it and go, okay, I've got this cost per thousand. I've got this, you know, click through rate. I've seen this many people. I've got these results. Everything's out there. I used to be a publisher back in the day with a print magazine. I would tell you as a PR person, we, we print, you know, 200,000 copies, right? And that was my distribution. Right. And these are the kind of people that read it. The reality is how many people really read the magazine? How many magazines never were opened? How many magazines just got thrown away? How many magazines were used over and over and over again? Such a great point. Right. With, with Facebook, with Google, every, every single interaction, every single point of cost can, we can look at and go, this is what happened with it. This is what we got for it. Um, Are we happy with it? Are we unhappy with it? What do we need to do to change it? So I think um, you know that is where small business should be, and and like I said, you know our little tea shop in California, Ojai, California, started off with a gross revenue of like fifteen thousand a, uh, a month. She had ten thousand out of her store and five thousand online. Fast forward to today, her store was shut down for the pandemic, but she made a quarter of a million dollars last month. That's awesome. I'm just looking at your academy outline. So, you know, you're covering everything from Facebook advertising to Google local search to websites and how to turn your website into a conversion machine, how to build trust with customer reviews, which is so important and so relatable to, you know, public relations and online reputation. Everybody's going by reviews today. Um, And then you have some bonuses, uh, a guide to creating a successful Facebook ad and how to market and grow your local business and then your top guide. So I'm just looking at this and you have one payment of $245 lifetime access. That is like an unbelievable deal. Right. And we wanted to do it where it's a no brainer. We, yeah. I don't want businesses. Like, I mean, I, we see courses and people are selling them in the thousands and so forth. I would rank our course um, up there with the most expensive courses that you can be a part of, um, mainly because I use it to train, to train my staff. Or, um, but, you know, we wanted to make sure that we could help. And we kind of launched this course um, in March, if I'm honest with you, when things started to fall apart. We've got one that's very similar called the Gymnastics Marketing Academy. Uh, we're going to be rolling one out for restaurants with a slight little tweak and maybe the language is slightly different, but it's basically the same processes because the processes are very similar. Small local businesses have a very similar process, maybe slight different audiences, slight different messaging, but the actual mechanical process is the same. Awesome. Well, Andy, this is very exciting. So if somebody wanted to sign up or find out more about your agency, where is the best place for them to go? And we'll also put this in the show notes. Sure. Um, I mean, creativelydisruptive.com, www.creativelydisruptive.com is a really great place to start looking. And you can see a little video about us as well. Um, See the team and look into kind of how we operate and how we talk. And you can reach out through there. Um, You can go to uh, Facebook slash creativelydisruptive check us out there. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel that's we just launched um, a few months ago, um, which um, we actually don't have a 
unique URL yet, but you can go to uh, YouTube and just type in Creatively Disruptive and we're right at the top with a round circle with a CD in the middle. But uh, I would say Facebook and our Facebook page and, and uh, website would be the contact points to reach out. Okay, great. Well, if you're a small business, I hope you enjoyed all of these tips. And if you want to do it yourself, I would head straight to the Creatively Disruptive website and sign up for the um, the Small Business Academy. I feel like signing up right now. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andy. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.